Ahoy hoy kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. Every day she takes a morning bath, she wets her hair, wraps a towel around her as she's heading for the bedroom chair, it's just another day. Well, that's right, we're the podcast that explores the show The Simpsons from seasons 11 and beyond. Why 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, we know that there are plenty of other Simpsons podcasts out there that explore the quote-unquote golden age of The Simpsons, seasons 1 through 10, and we want to dive deeper into the later episodes, you know, the older episodes that are newer, but also older, from seasons 11 and beyond. And as you just heard, sometimes my brain doesn't work, so I need help. I am half-annoyed grunt boy Steve, and with me, as always, the other half-annoyed grunt boy, Craig. Yes. Hello, Craig. How's it going? It's a going, buddy. <laughs> Guess what I did in a in a store that I haven't uh, done in over a year. I want to say masturbate, but I feel it's wrong. <laughs> no, no, of course not. It hasn't been a year. <laughs> it hasn't been a year yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I didn't wear a mask. Whoa. Yeah. So let's set the scene. What uh, what store were you in? I was in the uh, Republican National Convention gift shop oh good good for no. you <laughs> it's a place called a uh, total wine and more it's where i get my beers oh very nice in in our state um it, the, it's up to the business to to uh if it, pretty much just their policy so it's a, you know most of the businesses up in in, in washington state are uh they're, they're, they're signs out saying wear a mask if you're not fully vaccinated that's the sort of thing so if you're fully vaxxed you don't have to wear a mask right now total wine or more is the size of a you know it's, it's the size of like a it's bigger than like a walgreens or cvs you know yeah, it's, it's a spacey bigger place. than a trader joe so and there's not that many i mean there's people there but it's not crowded like a the grocery store would be so i felt comfortable not wearing a mask since the policy was if you're fully vaxxed you don't have to wear a mask and, and you're fully waxed vaxxed and ready to relax yes and so I felt comfortable uh, not doing that. But then I went to the local Kroger right after that. I, I, I did wear the mask there just because it's crowded. Yeah, that makes just, sense. Don't think less of me that I wasn't wearing a mask in the store, Steve. No, I mean, honestly, Craig, I think you're fine because you are, you know, you are well fully vaccinated. And um, I think I'm going to keep my mask on as long as my work will allow me to. But, you know, the time's going to come where we have to take it off and that's fine. But, you know, it's interesting. Um, we, uh, my store is across the street from a hotel. And one thing, travel is back because they've been filling up like almost every day now, mm -hmm. which is weird. And then the people who are visiting our store and subsequently our city um, are uh, from all walks of life, uh, many of whom are very opposed to uh, mask wearing. <laughs> it's interesting how much bolder people have gotten because as they walk into the store, we're like, hey, we still require you to wear a mask right. regardless of your policy. And they will just keep on walking with the mask in hand, flip it upside down, flip it <laughs> right side up and like try to kind of get the concept of putting it on. <laughs> but then they'll reach the end of the store and finally it'll be on and yeah. it's like it's been like a year and a half dude just figure it out figure it out yeah that's what i'm saying just like i'm only if the store says i don't have to and if i feel comfortable not you know wearing it it's funny i feel more comfortable wearing it than i do not yeah but um I mean, it, it was pretty much 50-50 when I was at Total Wine and More. Like, half people had a mask, half didn't. And then I also question people, like, mm, did you really get the, the vaccine? Yeah. Like, this feels like a, it should be a plot to uh, curb your enthusiasm. Like, Larry knows who, who would get the vaccine and wouldn't by just seeing them without the masks on. Like, <laughs> you didn't get the vaccine. No. I, I see a classic Larry stare down. Yeah. Steve, you never asked why I was at Total Wine and More. Well, I think I know, but why were you at Total Wine and More? 
to get beer. That's a good reason to be there. What you do? What did you get? And what are you imbibing on today? Well, I got lots of beers, but today I decided I'm going to date myself real quick. Like I didn't throughout most of high school. Yes. Uh, well, no. If people listen to this on the regs, uh, it's it's June, which is Pride Month, mm-hmm. and it's the summer, and I feel like a nice, uh, maybe like a, a more of a golden ale, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a Kolsch. Ooh, I love a Kolsch. Right. So this is actually from Fremont Brewery. It's actually called Pride Seattle Kolsch. Ooh. It's a very festive can with a uh, a pelican there. A, a rainbow pelican nice so anyways um this this beer it's it's for it came out this year uh, as of a uh, june of 2021 uh for uh, pride month it's a good time so, to come out yeah there you go so this is a obviously a uh, it's a seasonal beer but you could get it in cans i don't know how far they reach out because this is from seattle i um, will say that there is a one store called world foods in portland uh that has a keg of it that will soon be on draft all right nice so what's great about this too is, well, I don't know if it's great because I haven't tried it yet, but um, uh, partially uh, part of the proceeds of this beer will go to uh, organizations to uh, help fight for the uh, LGBTQ community. That's and, wonderful. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I guess um, it's only got 5.5% uh, alcohol or ABVs there. Um, here's what they say about it though. It's uh, Pride is not just about the rainbows, unicorns, and glitter. It's uh, about celebrating queerness and standing up for the safety and self-determination of the LGBT community, and uh, really, it's all about love. And our goal is to, uh, with the spirit, to create and foster a community for the LGBTQ people and friends in the craft beer world. Be proud of who you are, who you like, and what you drink. So, uh, I like Simpsons, and I like beer. Yes. <laughs> the color. Let's let's give a look here, Steve. All right. The color is clear, dark yellow. Ooh. We have aromas of cereals, citrus, and other fruity notes. With hibiscus, floral, and grassy aromas. Wow. Let's take a sip, shall we? The flavor is a moderate sweetness, slightly bitter, <laughs> and some lingering sweetness, and a light body with moderate carbonation. Oh, but actually, it's really good. Wow. You certainly do sound like a beer advocate. <laughs> I recommend it. This is nice. It's a nice summer, summer ale. Very light, crisp, and uh, something great to watch with The Simpsons. Very nice. All How about right. you, Steve? Uh, how are you uh, drinking today? Well, Craig, um, I was not so politically minded um, to Again, uh, we're not a politically podcast, right? But to a very important social cause, and such as Pride Month. But I went for something that is uh, okay. So in the past, we I have reviewed one beer from Prairie Artisan Ales out of Oklahoma called Cocoa Berry. It was a fruited sour that tasted like uh, Lucky Charms, and I enjoyed it very much. And I've had several other beers from Prairie that I've also really enjoyed. They do great sours. They do great uh, stouts. And one of my favorite breweries in the country that I have experienced. Another thing about me is I do not like pickles. I think they're gross, weird. I don't think things should be wet and crunchy at the same time. I think they smell bad. Um, I'm fine with them on a hamburger, but not much else. What about like the the fried chicken sandwiches at like Popeye's? That's fine. That, okay. I will say that they work there and I, I don't take them off. Um, <laughs> but the idea of sticking your hand in that jar of cold, wet turtle dicks. So the reason that I bring up pickles is because my beer today is called Spicy Pickle Monster from Prairie Brewing. And it is a spicy pickle monster ale, a sour ale with spicy dill pickles, orange, lemon, and lime. I have posted the uh, can artwork on the notes. And you see, it's kind of an homage to Jaws with a person in a yellow 
kind of swimsuit or diving gear being about to be attacked all jaws by a giant pickle with glowing red eyes and also in the black water there's several other uh pickled monsters and uh yeah so the artwork is a lot of fun and uh so full disclosure in the past it is very kid friendly which is problematic i have sometimes tried the beer before i reviewed it on the show that's my disgrace i just like beer however uh for this special beer i wanted to drink it live on the recording so I have it in a glass. It is beer colored um, in that it is uh, hazy yellow, like that of urine that is uh, poorly uh, hydrated. Or pickle juice. Yeah, or pickle juice. Now, I'll say that I like sours. I really enjoy sours, and I'm a little scared to try this. I do get uh, notes of dill. As one expect. Yeah. All right. Here we uh, go. Ooh. Oh, Steve. Huh. I you don't, don't hate it? I don't hate it. <laughs> um, It's very dilly, but... It's somehow it works. Yeah, it's not very spicy, but it is uh, the dill flavor really comes through. I don't really taste the citrus fruits, the uh, uh, orange, lemon, or lime. But uh, I don't know, oh, like on a hot summer hit. day, I would. Uh, oh, I'll really? Drink this. Let's see. I mean, I, I I I like pickles just fine. I'll eat them, but the idea of pickle beer on a hot summer day doesn't sound appetizing. I think the beer would have to be huh. incredibly cold and you could have exactly one of these. I cannot imagine drinking a six pack. Like, <laughs> no, I can't imagine going, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. <laughs> you have more some dill beer. Yeah. That sounds like a horrible cartoon. Dill beer. <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like a, like a Southerner, like, like reading Dilbert, but doesn't know. <laughs> that dill beer, you're for sure funny. Yeah. He used to be a liberal cuck, but now he's saying things. All right. <laughs> Well, I'm very proud that you decided to uh, go out your comfort zone and putting some uh, pickle flavor in your mouth. Yeah, it's uh, tart and weird, but I recommend it. It's uh, it's an experience that other people should have to deal with, too. <laughs> All right. Well, they're going to have to deal with us drinking beer and watching The Simpsons, and they're going to have to hear us talking about The Simpsons um, from the past. So to do that, we have to go to the past, Steve. Uh, yeah, why don't we go all the way back to October 4th, 2009. Uh, Craig, what was the number one movie in the box office then? It's everyone's favorite... Uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Woody Harrelson? No, not Woody Harrelson. Not Emma Stone. Uh, <laughs> Facebook? It's everyone's Facebook friend. Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, what's it? I can't think of his name. Jordan? Jesse... Jesse's... Eisenberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. How, how did I forget that name? Anyways, everyone's favorite Jesse Eisenberg movie, um, Zombieland. That's a fun movie. I like it. I did too. I never uh, saw the sequel, but I did enjoy the first one a lot. The sequel sequel's good too. It 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 holds up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, like a zombie land. I like a zombie land. It's good. Uh, I like the, a zombie land. I like it a zombie land. Uh the Bill Murray stuff. Best part. Is, yeah. Right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, spoilers, he's in part two. Oh, fun. Yeah, but I won't spoil how. Okay. It doesn't involve time machine. It doesn't involve a time machine. Okay, good. Or aliens. <laughs> or aliens. I don't remember what it does. Anyway, Steve, uh, while we were <laughs> zombie landing out, what were we uh, blasting on our uh, ghetto blasters? We were uh, blasting <laughs> the uh, number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. But due to legal reasons, we cannot play Black Eyed Peas. So here's the Kids Bob cover. Tonight's the night. Let's live it up.
Okay. <laughs> oh man, because Bob is a. Uh... I think it's uh, dirtier than Black Eyed Peas version. Or yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Like, I got money and I'm going to go spend it. What are you going to spend it on? What is this night you're having, child? I'm going to fill up my cup. Muscle tough. It's a song about a bar mitzvah. Is that what this whole song is about? Is tonight's going to be the good night? I'm going to get some money. Oh, my God. Fill my cup and muscle tough. It yeah. is. Oh, wow. Well, then oh, okay, cool. I might have to back around. Maybe the song is yeah. good. Maybe it was uh, about uh, Will I Am's bar mitzvah. <laughs> or Apple the Apple. Or um, Fergie's bot mitzvah. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's. I liked Black Eyed Peas, but they notoriously just can't get along, right? Like that's why they don't do anything anymore. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Fergie, it's all Fergie's fault. Yeah. Um. All right, Steve. Well, what uh, Simpsons episode are we? breaking news on um so today we're talking about the uh we're breaking news on the second episode of the 21st season bart gets a z or z for you international listeners uh when bart's prank gets mrs Cravapple fired from springfield elementary he tries to make up to her without letting her know that he was the one responsible all right well let's uh continue drinking our beers and then watch this episode and come back and uh we'll talk about the episode sounds good we'll be right back And we're back. Today we're talking about Bart Gets a Z, the second episode of the 21st season. It originally aired on October 4th, 2009. It is episode 443 in the show's run. Your nerd code is LABF15. It was written by Matt Selman, directed by Mark Kirkland, and your showrunner is Al Jean. What can we say about Matt Selman that we haven't said before? He was on an episode of Top Chef Masters in 2010, and it was a Simpsons-themed ch- uh, challenge episode. Mm-hmm. He, and he was a guest alongside Matt Groening and Hank Azaria. That's, That's something new. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, he has like, what, 5,000 credits to his name? The Simpsons. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, well, we, we did the great Fatsby. Uh, he did that with Dan uh, Greeny. Hmm, let's see here. Sky Police. We like that one, right? Uh, kind of, yeah, I think. Gorgeous Grandpa. Flaming mm-hmm. Moe. Bart gets a Z is up next or now. <laughs> um, we actually did do that 90s show. That's right. We liked that one more than we thought we did. Would have. Did we? Yeah. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. I thought it was uh, Jaws Bar Shut. We liked that one. Yep. I'm horny. Yeah. No, great. Yeah. I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, Privilege of Air. That was like, I think, our third episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to go back and redo all the old episodes because they suck. I know. I, mean, I don't want to do 124 more episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here we are with this episode. Yep, and some uh, trivia about the title. It's a reference to some of the previous episodes, such as Bart Gets an F, Bart's Dog Gets an F, and Lisa Gets an A. Wow. Yeah. If you were to do a uh, Simpsons episode with a letter, Bart gets a what? Bart Gets a D? I was going to say Lisa Gets a D, but yeah. Bart it would be horrible for her uh, for her educational career. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant D as in dick. So did I. Oh. It would be horrible for her educational <laughs> career. Distractor. Hey, look at Sherry Bobbins floating by with her umbrella in front of the hey. Simpsons logo. How about that? It's the premiere of that uh, that, that title gag opening. What do you mean? Like, that's the first time they ever did it. Like, sometimes they reuse them. It's the first oh. time that Sherry Bobbins one happened. Oh, yeah. I see. Cool. We have a billboard gag. It's an ad for the Quickie Mart featuring a winking a poo and the text that reads, porno now on the lower shelf, which is convenient for everybody. Uh, especially for the kids. Yeah. Kids need their porno. <laughs> Oh, I'm just not feeling that right I now. I keep on reaching for the porno, putting in the cart. <laughs> Remember just like going to 7-Eleven and the black backing, you'd be like, oh man, I just want to look. Because it would be like covered with black. Yeah. 
Right. And it's so fascinating. Well, I didn't want not, not the nudity. I wanted to read the articles. Yeah, that interview with Gore Vidal. And the pictorial of Gore Vidal and Playgirl. Yum, yum. Oh, yeah. When you could just like go into like Barnes and Noble and just like pick it up like a Playboy and just look at it, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's also weird that like Safeway used to sell Playboys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Boys R Us. <laughs> weird. Yeah. I am a big kid now. <laughs> All right, a chalkboard gag, Steve. Bart's writing a chalkboarding is not torture. I'm wondering Ooh. if that's a uh, reference to the popular torture device of waterboarding. I think it might be that ever popular <laughs> device. Well, it's, I think you know, it was just 2009. We were kind of talking about it back, you know, Guantanamo Bay and all that stuff. And uh, oh, yeah, you know, it was Obama who did it all, right? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. How about a couch gag then? Speaking Already? of Simpsons, what, what do we got here, Steve? Well, we got Bart wearing a cowboy hat. He sneaks up from the side of the couch and shoots a revolver. Homer, also wearing a 10 gallon hat, responds with a blast of a shotgun. Marge and Lisa also sneak from the sofa, joining in on the gunplay. Maggie busts through the wall with a Gatling gun, shooting bullets all over the living room cracking the screen she then tips her hat to the viewer oh yeah now if that's not america then i don't know what is yep proud to be an american yeah it's uh it's really violent like maybe in 2009 (laughs) it was okay to do that but i mean i I don't know it is funny how much more jarring gun violence seems now compared to 11 years ago and even then it was a horrible epidemic but (laughs) it's only gotten worse yeah so i don't know if this is uh i don't know if you can laugh at that now i know no well at least the episode begins as many episodes do with an alarm clock (laughs) i mean you know some of them do yeah um it's 6 30 and uh hey it's not a simpson it's an edna's for popple anyway so she's a little tired there and uh She's surrounded by the students' homework, so half graded, and then given some, uh, just giving some bees out. She gets out of bed and she faces herself in the mirror and empties her wine glass of the night's Merlot. And now it's time for the morning's mouthwash. Hey, they, they both have alcohol in it. That's true. Um, and you know, one uh, wakes you up and the other one is mouthwash. Uh, for the trivia, so uh, Martin and Nelson are both given a B in the same exam by Mrs. Krabappel, uh, but Martin had only one incorrect answer, but Nelson's we're all wrong i'm glad you took the time to actually pause and do the math that's on the (laughs) i do the math i mean you know if this wasn't uh if this wasn't the uh digital high def days they wouldn't even bother with the it's true it'd just be like scribbles squiggly lines yeah yeah wait a minute 43 times 6 isn't 20 (laughs) not anymore (laughs) i also like how nelson doesn't even have (laughs) one for 90 times five he just like gives up (laughs) yeah It'd be 450, Steve. That's right. I, I cheated by looking at Martin's. Probably what Nelson did, too. What was he looking at? Nelson? Or, he wasn't looking at Martin's paper, Steve. He was looking at Martin's sweet, sweet, plump, juicy butthole. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are uh, linked in this episode a couple times. I know. We can talk about that when it gets there. All righty. So uh, Mrs. Grabapple then gives herself a pep talk saying that today is going to be a good day. She says the mantra so many times that she herself starts to believe it. She uh, moves on to her morning exercise led by a video instructor that reminds the teacher of her loneliness. Uh, Mid sit up, she falls into the cat's water bowl. A quick breakfast of a Luna Lemon Goddess Bar dipped into some peanut butter, and it's off to face the day. Stuck in traffic, Edna enjoys a song on the radio when a group of college bullies pull up next to her, mocking her for being a crazy lady singing. 
playing a million year old song. Uh, it was Another Day by Paul McCartney, not the Beatles. And it was released in 1971. So it would have been 38 years old when this episode first aired. So that's not a million. That's 38. That's not that old. They must be uh, Nelson's math tutors, huh? <laughs> huh? That's right. Yeah. Mm. Are those the same kids that drove by and uh, heckled Bart and Lisa? Oh, God, that was what a few episodes ago where yeah. Bart and Lisa are holding hands in Capital City. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, they just drive around <laughs> the street people. that Springfield's in and make fun of people. I hope there's an episode where the uh, very tall man in the short car <laughs> pulls them over and gives them a word or two. Are you making fun of me? Then they film it on a put it on a TikTok, mm-hmm. and uh, tall man gets canceled for some reason. I didn't touch those girls. Prettiest prostitute I could afford at the time. Oh no, I was gonna say I think I saw him uh, at the ca- in the Capitol on January sixth. That's all I'm saying. Oh okay, yeah. I was just exercising my right as an American. Not a political podcast, but not uh, a political podcast. You know, uh, she finally arrives to Springfield Elementary and she's you know hyping herself one more time before class begins. Okay, Edna. Remember, if you can teach one kid one thing, then today will be a success. Now class. Class. Class, please pay attention. Text uncle. Text uncle. There they are, the lovebirds uh-huh. themselves, Nelson and Martine. Mm-hmm. A little uh, flirting from uh, Nelson there. Yeah, he just wants Martin's head. Uh-huh. Look at all those he phones, Steve. Make... Yeah, they're like uh, from the era that this episode was made. It's weird. Well, yeah, one kid there, yes. they got an iPhone. That one kid, Bart. Well, uh, who's who's uh, uh, behind Bart? Oh, that's uh, Sherry or Terry. Oh, yeah. They would have definitely. Although have. they're also in the front row, too. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> or it's the third twin. Right, right. Um, some 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 of them kids have the Blackberries. Remember Blackberries? Yeah. Like, uh, well, like Martin's got one. Or Nelson has one. But mm-hmm. uh, Steve, uh, I, I own stock in, in Blackberry. Ooh, la la. That must have cost you a pretty penny. <laughs> Definitely not something you got free from a stock buying app. No, no, no. You, you actually do buy it because uh, there's their stock uh, symbol is BB. So the internet meme, you know, like Dogecoin people and GameStop stonks people uh-huh. have BlackBerry, but the, they call BB for big ballers. Oh, yeah. This is you, all news to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, uh, you want uh, the AMC... The GameStop and the Black. Oh, I've got the AMC. I've been that's been doing very well for me, actually. Yeah, same with GameStop. I've made actually literally hundreds of dollars. Yeah, well, that's how I feel about uh, with my Doge coins. Yeah, I just uh, don't like they don't like him that much. Oh, the band him. Yeah, yeah. That's I a mean, weird like, segue, but uh, all right. Yeah, I just think it's an uh, it's a clunky uh, Powerpuffs tribute band. <laughs> Speaking of Powerpuffs, did you did you hear anything about that failed pilot attempt for the CW show? Yes, I did. <laughs> like they made so bubbles like threatened Buttercup to she was going to release her nudes online or something like that. Yeah, weird. And like the cartoon, ex- like the cartoon exists in that world because the professor was actually like sold the rights to the Powerpuff Girls, I guess. Like the cartoon wow. lived in that universe. It's really weird. And then like one of the characters killed like Mojo Jojo's son or something like that. <laughs> it was pretty clunky. I'm, I wasn't even looking forward to it when they said like the CW is doing po- live yeah. action Powerpuff Girls. Like this is not going to go well. 
No. I mean, I just assume like, oh, they're going to work on that bandwagon of, uh, get on the bandwagon of the, the Archie show, right? Yeah. But anyways, that was a boring segue, Steve. Yeah, sorry. Um, that was so my fault. all the kids are occupied on their phones. Uh, one student types, I hate H8 teachers with a Z into their Palm Pilot, while another watches clips of an itchy and scratchy uh, cartoon. Shio, Terry, and Wendell all have uh, loud conversations on their devices, while Helga uh, speaks using a Bluetooth connection. Frustrated, Miss Krabappel asks, You're children. Why do you all need cell phones? And the students kind of passively uh, respond with safety, emergencies, safety, and educational. Yeah, why do kids have cell phones? I mean, those are all the the right answers, right? It is. It's what their parents told them to say or what (laughs) they said to their parents to convince them to buy them cell phones. Yeah. I think we, I mean, I think we really dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, because like I could only, well, I mean, that kind of, we were in our 20s and we kind of, I was just going to think like, because you're going to be like teased or not having like the coolest phone, right? Right. I'm assuming that's what happens in high school or not, you know, all grade schools and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just remember when like we were adults, a friend of ours, we both, her and I both bought iPod touches. Oh, yeah. And we were teasing you because you didn't have one. And we're like in our 20s. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the taunting never ends. Right. You're in your late mid 20s. Where's iPod your iPad touches. now? I actually don't have an iPad, Steve, but you, you do. Uh-huh. And a hey. Mac. Yeah. Yep. Well, I have a 12 Pro Max or whatever iPhone, which will be obsolete in like two weeks. Yeah. I don't know what the, the appropriate age is for kids now to have cell phones. I mean, I mean, I know babies have damn tablets. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I was, a, that's the thing is that like, if I was a parent, I, you know, I probably would have my kid have a cell phone because of those, uh, you know, those, those reasons. Yeah. Mostly for safety and emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's like blocks. So you can't like download yeah, you... uh, the New York Times crossword. I don't like kids doing that playing those games on the phone you know no the timer stresses you out (laughs) it's thursday give me some slack will shorts is a gateway drug that's right before you know it, you're doing sudoku Uh, what's that can can yeah what i just learned about that from the podcast a few podcasts ago that marge is playing it's a slippery slope (laughs) i just want our kids to be on safe websites like breitbart i really (laughs) thought it was about a nightlight featuring our favorite 10 year old boy you know i want kids on educational like cute websites you know with like animals on it like hamsters yeah i think there's one that's about like it's a hamster or he's not a hamster anymore he used to be a hamster he's He's a mutant also yeah yeah exactly so he's like an ex hamster right i heard that one's a good one so what i've heard tell your kids to go to that it's very creative and fun yeah i mean they have one for you know uh water parks and you know there's blue tubes and then there's the red tube there's a, there's a great one to learn about stocks steve oh like uh <laughs> one of my favorite stocks is uh the orange group holdings so they're New York Stock Exchange uh, stock trade symbol is ORN. So they have a whole website where it's uh, to let you know when the stock is up. It's like, yo, yo up, Orn. Yeah, yo up, Orn. All right. Hey, uh, Krabappel asked the students to put their uh, phones on vibrate. And uh, while they're sitting in the kids' desks, all vibrate at once. And uh, it's noises growing louder and louder, Steve. So uh, Edna has had enough. And she's she's come up with an idea. Oh, that's it. Everything in the box. No more gizmos in this class. They're all going in the drawer with the biology frogs. Okay, we'll call your bluff. Teach us, using only the knowledge in your own head. Hey, don't worry. We still have the good old classroom computer. 
Who wants to play word jammers? My stroked out grandfather has more memory than that thing. How's he doing? Better. Thanks. Oh, that's uh, that's nice <laughs> of uh, Mailhouse to show concern there. He's got some empathy there. Yeah, it was very sweet. I know. I like that exchange. Um, yeah. Do computers I, ever have light switches? Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Ad Plus did. Okay, I also so- like that um, Edna's box is a box of letter is from a Econo pack of cigarettes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like when she turns on the computer, like it's okay, maybe I'm pretty dumb here because I thought you were supposed to put it was all the same letter. <laughs> I don't know how to play word munchers. Like I thought it was like, okay, A P P L E. Yeah, that's Apple. So I'm like, what's T R P E and what's B A P L? Well, that makes the puzzle look a lot harder because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like one letter that works for all of those. That's what I was assuming. Like that's the goal. I'm like, huh? Like, that uh, Truple. <laughs> Oh, Al- Alpel? Trell? Nope. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm done looking at this. Yeah. Apple, tree, ball. Yeah. Or yeah. true and bale. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's go to the uh, backyard of 742 Evergreen Terrace, where Bart has brought together the 4th grade class to come up with a plan to get their phones back. Millhouse needs his phone as he's only on month one of a 60-month plan. So Bart feels that Edna just needs to chill out and realize that life's cool. But how? Just then, Homer is heard giggling as Santa's little helper chases him with a garden hose. Homer takes a swig of Duff and drunkenly states that this time he'll be the dog and Santa's little helper will be the daddy. Homer stuffs a beer bottle in his new daddy's mouth. Uh, we then uh, see the dogs, the, the family dog in Homer's clothes, Homer chasing close behind, completely naked with a hose in his mouth. All of this gives Bart an idea. Hmm, you know, my dad is a lot more fun after a few beers. Maybe Mrs. K would be nicer if we Irish up her coffee. Put blood in it? No, booze. First the easy part. Kids, get some liquor. It was really quick that Homer just took all of his clothes off and put it on a dog Like in that amount of time when yeah. they switched. Because putting clothes on animals isn't an easy task. No, it's impressive enough that he got naked so quickly. But the fact <laughs> that he was able to put uh, pants and a shirt on a dog. It's very adorable. I like that scene. It is. It's very innocent. And also the, the last line there of, uh, is really quick, but like, all right, first the easy part, get booze. <laughs> yeah. Also, just to go back to that 15 second clip, um, Nelson saying when Bart suggests that they uh, Irish up the coffee and Nelson's <laughs> suggesting that we put blood in it. It's very funny to me. Yes. Is that is that that's the Irish way? That's right. Isn't Peaky Blinders? Isn't that about like Irish mob? Yeah, I think so. Turn of the century. Yeah. Scarecrows in it. Right, right, right. I think I watched the first episode and I didn't get hooked. Yeah, it sounds about right. I think I did the same thing. To really get into a TV show, you have to give it three. That's fair. I think, and if you can't get past three, or I mean, if you get past three and you and you want to go to four, either you either do it or you don't. Yeah, that time you're engrossed or you're bored. S or get off the pee, Steve. Salt or get off the pepper. Yes. <laughs> uh so anyways the kids uh, in a little montage there take all the parents uh booze stashes right so millhouse is using a crowbar um not that kind of crowbar oh you know the one with crows and that mows yeah and uh he uses it to give me his parents liquor cabinets and uh, martin there is emptying the brandy from uh, that chocolate occurs into a bottle <laughs> into his mom's irons and then dr hibbert's well, second son I, it's literally his name um dr hibbert's second son yeah he has an older brother named jj but they never bothered to name him 
That's funny. Uh, so he uses Dr. Hibbert's syringes to siphon red wine out of the, of the bottle into a Ziploc bag. Uh, Dr. Hibbert's asleep there. Um, he slowly wakes up, but his son just injects him with some wine, uh, causing some more uh, happy slumber. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Dr. Hibbert's a rich guy. He's a doctor. He would have he would have wine. He'd be a wine guy. And then I have to think about, oh, wait, he's a parody of Dr. Cosby. Dr. Cosby. He's a parody of the monster Bill Cosby. I don't think that was a reference to the Cosby scandal scandal or the Cosby. No, because I don't think that really came out. Uh, I mean, everyone knew about it, but nobody was joking about it yet. Wouldn't I, until be until like Hannibal Burris started doing it live on stage, t- mentioning it. And I think um, I know that he's the one who gets the credit, as I as I say, but I think it was Keenan Thompson talked about it on Howard Stern, like. Um, years before, maybe. Huh. Oh man, when was he on? December eighth, two thousand nine. Keenan Thompson was on. Okay, Thompson. so later on this year. Yeah, two months later. Maybe everyone like, ooh, the Illuminati got together in two thousand nine. Was like, <laughs> all right, let's just get rid of Cosby now. And like, there was Hillary Clinton eating pizza, being a <laughs> pedophile, and coming up with this scheme. And then they, well, they also were like uh, making sure to forge this uh, Obama's opinion uh, birth certificates. Um, what else were they doing? Hmm. They were planning a, a a a coup with Antifa in the future. I know they were doing that. Yeah, I mean, first they were like going to occupy Wall Street, right? And then, yeah, I think they were working on like, ooh, how about we invent COVID? <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, it's those those Democrats that they did all of this, Steve. Not a political podcast, just <laughs> telling the truth. Uh, oh, by the way, our sponsor is uh, oh, uh, QAnon. Okay, cool, cool, QAnon, yeah. where you get your cues and ons. Visit their <laughs> website. Where'd Steve go? Oh, sorry, I'm right here. I was trying to think of a funny website and my, oh. my brain got stuck. I was like, I don't know. It broke. Okay. We got more kids still. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Nelson's at the, the strip club where she's, you know, doing her job. And mm-hmm. Nelson goes up there and just takes everyone's uh, drinks there and puts it in a bucket. Because who doesn't want a strip club martini? <laughs> From like a bucket that probably had like vomit and spit. and Yeah. It. <laughs> uh, and maybe, it, you know, Nelson's not the wealthiest of uh, people. Maybe that's actually his toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or you know maybe if justin bieber visited that strip club he went pp in it too hey is that a reference reference from 2009 <laughs> <laughs> it might be uh, then we go back to bart who takes more of a direct approach to getting the booze uh he goes to a website called eboos.com um steve yeah you don't need to yeah, yeah. You, it's not there no <laughs> upon delivery bart signs for the case of absolute crusty yum yum so once all the alcohol is collected they pour it all into one crusty the clown <laughs> lunchbox thermos to mix before pouring it into edna's smiley face coffee mug they got a lot of booze for this uh <laughs> nelson playing lookout while standing on martin's back calls out uh there they are again calls out yep. the teacher is uh, nearby and nearly done flirting with the vending machine guy outside the classroom we see that mrs Krimbopple, uh laugh and blush at the mustachioed man in shorts he uh, looks at his watch and pretends to be late for something running off with his handcart and edna's alone once again so uh bart pours the last of the booze into edna's coffee cup in class and the party is ready to begin what if she tastes the booze relax hazelnut creamer covers all sins And that's why I found Goodnight Gorilla to be the perfect summer beach read. Two stars for you. And an extra. Because you're going to have a hard life. This old man, he played one. He played knick-knack on my thumb. I do like going back there when they're mixing the booze of uh, 
uh, Nelson on, on Martin's back. Martin on all fours. I think it's going to be a position he'll find himself in uh, with Nelson in the future. That's right. Um, in case you're a first-time listener, once again, I'm sorry. Um, but, but also, we have this running theory that uh, in the future, Martin and Nelson will end up as a couple. And also, if you just tuned in and are a first-time listener, we are the 138 Simpsons podcast. And we're not a political podcast, not a religious podcast, just a podcast that talks about the Simpsons from seasons 11 and beyond. Anywho, Edna's drunken day continues as she uh, she uh, tries to multiply 33 by 8. She successfully writes 264, but as she goes on to her next problem, she is unable to write the bottom multiplier, leaning on the board and leaving a long, messy chalk line. Bart offers her some more coffee, and once again, she is momentarily blissful. And then in the hallways, she uh, Miss Hoover leads her class in an orderly line, while a Mrs. Krabappel class is uh, following her as she drunkenly stumbles from one side of the hallway to the next, hitting lockers and nearly falling over. Um, the students all uh, head to the assembly saying goodbye to the outgoing exchange students. You'll be going back to Denmark, Spain and Uruguay. And we promise that we'll write you, but you know that that's a lie. Hey, you know why they call it a choir. Because why are we listening to this crap? <gasps> These pantyhose are all twisted up. And the please, even the union can't protect you from this. Give me one night, Dewey. I'll get you off Broadway. Never! Edna, let's go. Uh-oh. <laughs> you think we went too far? Nah. Booze only makes you do things you already wanted to do. I'm queen of the world! Oh, boy. Well, on that clip there, Steve. Yeah, uh, first of all, I really like the song that the kids sing. <laughs> um, it's very well written uh, to the tune of I've been working on the railroad. Um, but that lie about being pen pals, it's great. Yeah. We all do it. Go back to the uh, when they're walking in the hallway. Are they are they playing a uh, Simon Says type of game where the kid's drunk? or? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just really, uh, you know, obedient students. It's just weird, like, they're just like, follow me exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because if you look at Hoover's class, they all, like, are droning just like Hoover. So I'm like, yeah. Or or because they are they going to the assembly? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she uh, said, all right, kids, take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> so that's why she should be fired. Yeah. All right. Um, also for uh, sexual harassment, for uh, trying to kiss Dewey Largo. Was, was Largo out by then maybe not but that doesn't matter you can't just try and kiss somebody all right steve the second act begins how about that yay um principal skippener reviews the uh, latest issue of daily fourth gradient the headline reads exclusive tipsy tech mars assembly reveals size of principal's wedding this image is really funny to me because you got Edna there holding up the size of a of a Skinner's wing. Yeah, and then a quote from Jimbo Jones says, "I know wasted, and that's wasted." Anyways, it's uh, a very like a very good looking newspaper for a fourth grade paper. I mean, <laughs> I was you know I was like a co-editor of my high school paper. We never had it look that good on the cover. No, it seems to be in color. You know, it's well, you know, yeah. Good they, job, well, guys. They know how to do. Uh, uh, InDesign from Adobe. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Uh, anyway, so Skinner lowers the paper to reveal the uh, Edna sitting in his office. He tries to explain the situation, but is confused as to how, how these events took place. I'm so sorry. I really don't know what happened. You made quite a nanny goat of yourself yesterday. I know I did, but I don't know why. <sighs> this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I'm letting you go. 
Seymour, I'm gonna cry. Here, take my hanky. Oh, I'm working on my magic act for the faculty follies, but right now I don't feel much like following. Could I have a moment alone? Of course. Are they not together anymore by this point? Um, Probably not. I don't exactly know. Yeah. I don't know exactly know like the arc of their relationship, but I think I do remember at a certain point, uh, she grew tired of him uh, always putting his mother first. Right. And she's not with Fred Flanders yet. Not yet. We Ned Flanders. Who's Fred Flanders? (laughs) (laughs) He'll be in uh, season 33. Okay. Uh, Seymour's chair turns and then turns again with the principal being replaced by a bunny rabbit. Uh, Seymour then uh, tries to scurry away under a rug, informing Edna of health insurance extension form on his desk. And then the uh, students of the fourth grade class take a look and on as Miss Krabappel packs her belongings into her car. Bart never intended her to get fired, and Nelson suggests that perhaps it was the hamster medicine they added to her cocktail that pushed her over the edge. So, yeah, yeah. that's worse. Yeah, because if that hamster doesn't get that medicine, he's going to be an ex-hamster. Then we'll have a website dedicated to him. <laughs> Today we're being sponsored by xhamster.com. It's better than Breitbart. All right. Um. (laughs) So uh, some trivia for you. This is the third episode where Bart causes a Springfield employee to get fired, only to get them hired again. The first was uh, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song, and the second was Grade School Confidential, and now this one. This is the uh, trilogy of school firings. That's right. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you alluded to that last week of Seymour Skinner sweet badass song yeah very very much feels like that yeah uh because bart you know he's he's guilty not guilty i mean he's a little yeah. guilty <laughs> yeah well bart bart considers telling skinner it was his fault uh when suddenly this young hip teacher comes in with a speaker for a smartphone and blasting some uh tunes here needle scratch my name is zachary vaughn i just got my master's in education from tufts university And you are my first class ever. An M.E.D. from Tufts? Nice. But why talk when I could text? Our cell phones! Our blue team! My chip calculator! Whoa! That text was totally worth the 15 cents it cost to receive it. Then Zach Skyped us, live blogged our spelling bee, and friended us on Facebook. I thought you were studying the Lincoln-Douglas debates. You mean the old man D-Dog Flame Wars. Oh. I'm glad you've got such a stimulating substitute, but I'm worried about Mrs. Krabampo. Oh, no worries. I heard in the Foursquare Court she's doing great. No one even plays Foursquare anymore. They just gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Gossip. Isn't Foursquare like a failed uh, social uh, app? <laughs> It was, and I, at first I thought that's what they're referencing, but I think Lisa's <laughs> actually talking about Foursquare. Yeah, which in uh, third grade is the game that I use to flirt with girls. Foursquare. You just bounce the ball. Yeah, you bounce you... the ball towards them at every time, and then you like have a volley between the two of you, and then you can like awkwardly do nothing. But that's how you flirt because you're eight years old and you don't know what else to do. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like hit on oh, them? I thought, you were, I thought you were doing this now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you implying that? I'm some sort of pedophile. I mean, your name is Matt Gates. Boom. That's boom, called a boom. burn. A Cake Mr. Burn. burn. Cake burns. I don't know. Cake burns. <laughs> Cake burns. I feel like uh, Zach 
do you think that was meant for a, a celebrity or like a guest voice? It was just, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't anyone famous. Yeah. It was a, That's what was I was wondering. I mean, it was Hank. And you know, Hank, yeah. I would have thought, yeah, that would have been a perfect uh, opportunity for, you know, any number of celebrities. It looks like it would have been, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like any celebrity. No, it actually uh, just looks like a hipster guy from like 10 years prior. I mean, it looks like the way that you would dress. Oh, yeah, yeah. I probably did dress like that. In I mean, with the sweater and the converse oh, yeah. and yeah. Oh, you're right. I did dress like that. It's a good look. It's not bad. I'm not. Yeah, well, you know, I was a little skinnier then and had that hairstyle. And... Yep. <laughs> but now I'm fat and I look like a Unabomber or crazy like uh woodsman. If you ask my wife, she would say Charles Manson. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because that's exactly <laughs> what she said when she saw your photo on Instagram. That's what I'm going for. Doing great then. Yeah. <laughs> Some people like maybe lost weight during the pandemic or, you know, did fitness stuff. I did the opposite. Fitness door dash into my mouth. Uh, I use Uber Eats because Wayne and Garth and Cardi B told me to. Uh, oh, yeah. And I want the small businesses to pay 30% to use Uber Eats. Yeah, they're all the same. They're all horrible. Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. <laughs> Not an app podcast. I don't know. Uh, did you enjoy uh, Marge's line in that clip? Marge's line? When she said uh, one line, she groans and says, I'm glad you've got such a stimulating substitute, but I'm worried about Mrs. Krabappel. See, if you didn't enjoy that line, well, too bad, because that's the only line Marge has in this episode. She says nothing else. Well, just... you know, then I think Julie had a great work week that week. <laughs> yeah. She's still getting paid millions of dollars, and I have one line. Boom. Done. It's, um, has there ever been other, there's been other um, uh, queer characters, right? Don't. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of Maggie episodes according to, well, yeah. uh, the internet and I should know this, but I didn't, and I didn't look it up, but when Krusty gets canceled, they said that Marge doesn't have any lines, but I don't see how that's possible. Yeah. I, I can't that think of my head. Um, but there, there has been like episodes where like Marge has not even been in it. Right. Or is it? Yeah. I, I mean, there's uh, one where I think Bert's not in it or just in it for that's, like a scene. Maybe that's one thing about art weird yeah they should be in every episode we're the simpsons steve not the every once in a while zones so evidently uh crusty gets canceled uh that huh. classic episode with like sideshow luke perry and bad midler wow i just I, that's what they're saying but i just don't i don't see how that's possible all the other ones that they show are uh tracy ullman shorts which makes sense but huh. well i guess we would know what we're watching next week yep <laughs> But uh, we can't record the podcast. Right, of course. Because of the rules. Uh, all right. Well, let's go back to the fourth grade class. Is that all right? All righty. Let's do it. So Mr. Vaughn polishes us off uh, another Blue Bronco energy drink. You could assume that's a Red Bull parody. Although a Blue, Blanc Blue Bronco is some sort of monster. Or, you know, if it can play guitar, it could be a rock star. I don't know any other energy drinks. Oh, it can. And you can fuck it. So it's a bang. All right. What about rain, Steve? There's also rain. Oh, yeah. That Trumpy one. It's Trumpy? Yeah. The the owner uh, gave a lot of money to the Trump campaign. Oh, okay. Not a political podcast. No. Or an energy drink soda podcast. That's right. I mean, we could be if you guys want us to. Yeah, we could be uh, Monster Energy Presents the 138th percent, 138th census podcast. <laughs> Yes, I'm hyped up Monster Boys, Steve. Uh, well, um, Mr. Vaughn asks if anyone can explain the Monroe Doctrine. And Martin eagerly wants to offer his answer, but is stopped by the teacher who mocks him for memorizing the fact that anyone could, with a cell phone could just find it in like 30 seconds. That's true. That's why we true. don't need schools, right? 
Yeah. Uh, but Martin freaks out, knowing that he's crammed his head full of garbage. Uh, Zachary finds uh, Edna's smiley face stickers and comments that he runs a paper-free classroom. Uh, he then shoots a text to his students. Uh, Milhouse is confused as he received nonsense punctuation, but Mr. Vaughn turns the phone 90 degrees, and that nonsense becomes an emoticon smiley face. It's before emoji, Steve. I know. So ancient. Yeah. Uh, Bart, Bart volunteers to return the uh, caveman kudos back to Mrs. Krabappel. It's sort of a... Uh, it's sort of on his way home, so he can check up on the old girl. Bart assumes Edna in, uh, landed a job at a fancy-schmancy prep school, but then we cut to uh, the entry of Highbrow Academy, where we see familiar face. Ooh. Make way for the new freshman. Where do I find the books, the booze, and the broads? Hey, Dean, how about a little privacy? I've got to matriculate. Eh, door is broken. Mrs. K, is everything all right? Sure. <coughs> Never better. <coughs> I know, Bart. It's pretty sad to see your teacher falling so low. <laughs> it's the movie. It's so funny. <laughs> Sir, this is a benefit to increase our endowment. Honey, if we increase your endowment anymore, we'll all be in the shade. Oh. <laughs> You're all right. Oh. <laughs> Hey, everyone! Desserts on me! Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Why was Edna coughing? She's been out of work for like a day, and now she's sick? I assumed because uh, she smokes, right? Sure. So she's just bored and smoking way more. Yeah, but you don't really see any... Uh... Oh, no, there's an ashtray out there on a coffee table. Yeah, I'm just assuming, you know, she's drinking more and smoking. Maybe uh, she doesn't really talk to anybody, so I don't know. Okay, that's fair. things. All right, fine. Maybe... Well, the movie... Yeah, it's fine. I, uh, she's I'll... actually dying, Steve. Aren't we all, though? Yeah. Okay. Well, the movie that they were watching was, uh, you know, a parody of Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, but it seems to star Larry Burns, who was uh, voiced by Rodney Dangerfield in the eighth season episode, Burns Baby Burns. This uh, episode was clearly not voiced by Rodney Dangerfield, one, because he's dead. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the main reason. One reason. He's dead. Two, uh, he, he couldn't find the time. Yeah, he had contract negotiation negotiation problems. <sighs> yeah, he died in uh, 2004, Steve. <sighs> I thought he actually thought he lived longer, to be honest. I thought he only died like a few years ago. Uh, I know, it's it's <laughs> it's interesting. Didn't I see him last week? <laughs> I swear, I saw him playing golf. <laughs> Were you just watching Caddyshack on TV? Oh, I, I think that was it. <laughs> uh, Chevy Chase was there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like Ted Knight was there. and uh, Bill Bill Murray? Yeah, there might have been a woodchuck or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. I, I think I was just watching TV. Yeah. No, I really saw him because he was a dog named Rover. Uh, oh. And he couldn't uh, get in respect nor bones or something like that. I don't remember the premise of his cartoon, Rover Dangerfield. Do you realize that the both stars of Ladybugs, the movies, are both dead? <laughs> Sad but true, yeah. I had not thought about that. The two leads of Ladybugs, they're dead. Is there any other movie out there that has that distinction? I mean, I think most of the Three Stooges, mo Three Stooges movies at this point. Voice <laughs> of the two stars of the movie. Oh, yeah. Fair point. Is it also weird that uh, like Luke Skywalker is the only one who's still alive? Do you know something that's going to happen between now <laughs> and the the release of this to Harrison Ford? I mean, they did just start filming Indiana Jones 5 like two days ago. Okay. Just saying. He's 80 years old. <laughs> and when this episode drops... Maybe he will, too. Oh, that is not good <laughs> 
Not a big fucking boulder. I just saw a, a leaked photo of Harrison on the set with a couple of producers in, in the costume. Huh. Wearing a mask. So we know it's it's actually real. They're actually yeah. filming Indiana Jones. Crazy. Wow. That yeah. is crazy. I didn't think it would ever actually happen. He looks pretty good for... He does look good for being 80. Yeah. I gotta say, is it really weird that this this dude, because this movie takes place in the 60s, that he's been wearing the same fucking outfit for <laughs> like 40 fucking years? Yeah. It's like, like hey, you- man, the World, War, World War II is over. Like, hey, Grandpa. Yeah. It's like the same boots. And, and I mean, I mean, fans would revolt or riot if he wasn't wearing the traditional costume. So, yeah. Could you imagine if he was just, you know, was it the 60s? So he's wearing like Don Draper's suit or like no. a tie dye t shirt. And... <laughs> yeah, he's like a hippie. Now. He's got an afro. That's the only reason uh, Harrison Ford agreed to. He's like, look, I'm just going to dress like a hippie because that's who I am in real life. I just smoke yeah. a lot of weed. Where are we at here? <laughs> uh, well, we uh, we then go to 82 Evergreen Terrace, apartment 13, the apartment of one Edna Krabappel. The former educator is placing smiley faces stickers on her overdue bills when Bart tells her that she needs to leave her apartment. Concerned, he asks uh, when's the last time she washed her hair? And, you know, Bart admits that two weeks is better than his last shampoo, but she still needs to get out and get some fresh air. Edna doesn't see the point as she's out of work, out of money, and the only man who wants her is Disco Stu, who pops his head in to say that he's not just about Disco, he's also super Christian. Oh, I feel like uh, Disco Stu is a little problematic for me now. Yeah. Again, we're not a religious podcast, but not a religious podcast. But yeah, it's it's a little weird. I think uh, Disco Stu, I think Disco Stu would be a part of QAnon. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Disco Stu should have his own stew <laughs> shop. <laughs> Disco Stews. Yeah. Like he, he's he, here's what it is like. He makes a stew mm-hmm. and to, to uh, you know, you got you to stir stew sometimes right right so he he gets in the giant pot and he roller skates to stir it right but doesn't this go stew isn't he always on roller skates right no never wait what why not, not a quality of him at all he had uh, platform shoes with dead fish in it one time roller skating is not a disco thing nope <laughs> you gotta dance with your foot to be fair, I did have a uh, teacher in high school who in the 70s was an Olympic grade uh, roller skating disco champion. So there are disco roller skating things. And, you know, the 70s were very popular for both disco and roller skating. Right. See the Dazzler. The oh, I love the Dazzler. Marvel character. And uh, the uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber special uh, or special musical uh, Starlight Express in which people play choo-choo trains. <laughs> Whilst on roller skates. So, yeah, I mean, I could see the completion. Why am I envisioning disco scooter always wearing some roller skates? Okay. Ah. I do like your idea, though, of a disco stew. You know, like, you oh, gotta yeah. use your teeth if you wanna chew that beef. Disco stew is making stew. All right. Someone write that for us. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, say that... someone or Selman? Yo, Selman, write disco stew's recipe. <laughs> Speaking of trains and roller skates, I think this is off the rails. Hi, Caramba! Well, it's that evening, and it's parents' night at Springfield Elementary. Because it's parents' night. Oof. Mr. Vaughn sucking down another blue bronco, not John Elway, 
has a rolling chalkboard that says grade four and ZachAttack.com, which is currently a real website for Zach Attack, which claims to be the greatest throwback party band ever and Ohio's highest energy live band that brings tight vocals, thumping beats, rocking guitars, six fence, six fence, <laughs> and more antics than the Animaniacs to every show. <laughs> and uh, I found a video of them and it's, uh, they're something awesome. Oh yeah, that is something. Was it uh, Zach Attack? Wasn't that Saved by the Bell? It was also yeah, the band that Zach Morris created. Yeah, huh. a very special episode featuring Casey Kasem. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, so Homer's there, parent teacher night, and Mr. Vaughn. I want to have a little quick meeting with him. Okay, look, there's a big football game on tonight, so we can get this thing over real quick. Show me some of Bart's artwork. Give me a little false hope, and here's a little something to help with his <laughs> grades. I'm not asking for A's, just incompletes. Mr. Simpson, I don't need your money. Bart can definitely be a challenge, but yeah, I like challenges. And he, he's got a wild sense of humor. Look at this picture he drew. <laughs> it will be his last birthday if he keeps drawing pictures like this. What? I said, are there any areas that we, his parents, can improve upon? Yes, just one. Relax. You're clearly a caring father. <laughs> You're the first teacher that ever got me. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. I feel like isolated. That could be problematic. Homer crying and somebody saying, Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> You know, because that's something really, if you think about like parents don't get, you know, probably praised like that, you know, because it's hard to raise kids. Yeah. Also, I like uh, Bart's drawing. I think he's great. My yeah, last it birthday. <laughs> it shows Homer choking Bart, which I thought, you know, it's a pretty good piece of art for a 10 year old. Yeah. You know, if you got this tattooed and people would put it on the shitty Simpsons post because like, oh, that's really crude drawing of the Simpsons. But the real reference would be this actual from the Simpsons. So only true fans would know. Exactly. True fans of season uh, 21. Uh, episode two, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so we then go to Bocchettino's, the last bookstore for 100 miles, where Bart and Milhouse each receive hot chocolates with hot fudge booths <laughs> from the uh, squeaky voice team. Bart is guilty and he wants to help Edna get her job back, while Milhouse doesn't want to lose Zach. He then shows uh, Bart a video from the teacher teaching the multiples of seven by first wearing a shirt with the number seven on it and then layering that with another shirt that has 14, then 21, then 28, uh, and so on as the products grow. He then goes up to 140, meaning that he's wearing 20 shirts. Mm. This was a popular meme of the time. Do you remember that, Craig? When nope. jackasses would go online and wear a lot of t-shirts? I, I, I really don't. I think it was the other way around where you'd wear a lot of t-shirts and they'd each have text on them and you'd take the t-shirt off. And the whole joke was that you were wearing a lot of t-shirts. Mm, yeah. yeah it, thank it, God. Thank God comedy's grown since then. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. When you have TikToks. Uh, yeah. TikTok sucks. <laughs> and right now. This is going to date the uh, the episode. Um, the most popular meme right now is the Anakin Skywalker and Natalie Portman meme. Where did so that come from? Like, why did that happen I, a, like a week ago? I don't know. That That's just it. We it's saw so the birth weird. of a meme somewhere, and then now everyone's memeing that. So that's how old this episode is. <laughs> right. Because you don't remember that. It's like, yeah. VH1 has a web series now, like, <laughs> we love last week, where they just <laughs> talked about the memes from five days ago. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, 
you don't see football teams with three digits in their in their numbers. That's true. Or any professional. I, I don't know about soccer, but I don't. I don't think so. Maybe track. I mean, they got all those numbers, right? Yeah. Marathons. Five I was wanted to run the marathon and have the number one. Yeah, that would oh, be nice. No, 007. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> Martin knows there has to be another way to help Mrs. Krapopel, and Millhouse suggests that the answer may be in the very bookstore that they're in. But Bart feels that this is the kind of a place that isn't for answers. Bookstores don't have answers. They just have creepy guys sitting in easy chairs at the end of aisleways. I ain't paid for Doris Kern's good one in my life, and I ain't gonna start now. Oh, that's some good Doris there. You're right. I guess no one's ever written a book to help a middle-aged woman turn her life around. Excuse me. I believe you boys are looking for the answer. What's the answer? Only the best-selling book-slash-DVD since the Bible. My life was over. I lost my job. My husband left me. I had to sleep in a kangaroo's pouch. And then I found the answer. was discovered by the philosophers of ancient Greece who hid it under a rock where it was discovered by the knights of King Arthur who placed it in a bottle and set it in the ocean where it was found by Pat Sajak. Steve, what's the answer? Well, Craig, it happens to be a um, mid-level supervillain from uh, Marvel Comics that I coincidentally have just read about, uh, you know, in, you know, 1984 Spider-Man. Oh, I meant uh, the you book were... is actually a parody of uh, a book called The Secret. Oh, yeah, it's the, the Secret, yeah. See, that was a big thing at this time, too, right? Everyone talking about The yeah. Secret. I never read it, but I know that you make a vision board of things that you want, and you kind of will them into being. Yeah. Or something. Didn't they make a movie? Yeah, they even mentioned the movie in this episode. Yeah, it's weird. I, I I haven't read it yet. Yeah, maybe if you did, you, something would happen. <laughs> I would be good in your life yeah. for once. Yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm being unnecessarily antagonistic. Um, so the narrator of the DVD goes on to say that, the uh, say of the great men who knew of the answer, such great men as... St. Peter. Charlemagne. <laughs> Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> hey, I, I agree with this one. Um, Although, yeah, uh, uh, Barry Bonds, which, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the guy who married Brooke Shields, who happens to be uh, the other guy, the other guy's screenwriter, Chris Henchy. And I'll let you know, he also directed the Impractical Jokers, the movie. Hey, now. Which also was the last movie I saw in a theater. Whoa. Yeah. Um, they're still married. Oh, huh, good for them. They good have two children. Him. Yeah. Hmm. They've been together since uh, 2001, Steve. Wow. That's uh, so he met her when uh, desperately seeking. No, wait. When suddenly Susan was still on the air. I know he had to compete with uh, Andre Agassi, right? That's true. When, yeah. When he was selling Nikon cameras and she was selling Lazy Boy furniture. Because <laughs> he didn't he like leave her to then like marry Steffi Graf? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Were they just like, yeah, I mean, no, it makes sense. You know, like they both play tennis. Yep. And, you know, what two players of tennis would know about more than love? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're a couple of aces in, in their relationship. Well, no, because they fucked. So oh. clearly not aces. <laughs> you just lob it in. <laughs> and they have to hire a ball boy. Do they prefer on clay or on grass? <laughs> Annette Funicello. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, another another person was a Santa Claus. And another person could be you. It is not me. Um, oh. The answer is, is the secret to achieving your heart's desire. Uh, the text on the screen shows words of money, wealth, dollar signs, moolah, <laughs> and a tainted home run record. <laughs> That's you, you, Santa. Santa. <laughs> 
same dumb joke. Um, <laughs> I was doing candy canes. That my Santa. <laughs> Sound like Rodney. <laughs> oh, that's hey. a, that's, okay, that's a big travesty. Another thing about Rodney Dangerfield never got to play Santa in a movie. The elves don't give me no respect. I mean, I don't think he did, right? I don't think so. Yeah. But you're right. That should have been a thing for sure. That should have been the sequel to Little uh, Beatles or Little <laughs> 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 Movie Ladybugs. <laughs> little Beatles. <laughs> I just oh, admit. Oh, <laughs> I'm Ringo Starr. I'm John Lennon. And I'm John. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Pete Best. No, the sequel to Ladybugs. It would have been, uh, um, he has to be a mall Santa. Yeah. No, that, that, that would track. Brandis uh, would have been his elf. But and he certainly would have been a bad Santa. Oh, yeah. No respect Santa. More like it. We're all getting slayed. <laughs> this practically writes itself, Steve. Yep. Who's who's our modern day Rodney Dangerfield? Huh. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> kind of. Hey, are you saying because I'm Joey? That's a terrible Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think we have a modern day. Maybe it's uh Jackie Mason. Yeah. He's doing good. He's still alive. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, weird. they killed him off on The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, wow. He is. That's crazy. Because <laughs> like, when you were a kid, you thought he was like 80. <laughs> right. And he's on, like not only 89, but he's 89. I, I would have thought he was much older. Yeah. He's only nine years older than Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. So learn the answer and change your life. The answer available wherever dubious quasi-scientific self-help books are sold. Bart and Millhouse are sold. So back at Edna's apartment, Bart notices that she's wearing the same bathrobe as the last time he visited. Mrs. Grumbopple says that Bart's a good kid and the one and the only one person to see her. Bart then offers her the DVD slash book to his former teacher, saying that it uh, used the ancient power of wanting to make your wish come true. But Miss Mrs. Uh, K, she's a little skeptical of this. How many um, bathrobes do you own, Steve? I'm going to say zero, but the times that I have owned a bathrobe, I've owned exactly one. Yeah, so why would she not be wearing the same bathrobe? Yeah, I mean, I own maybe two pair of pajamas. Steve, I'll let you know that I have uh, two bathrobes. Ooh la la, fancy boy. You got to have your season, you know, you got to have your fall and winter bathrobe and your spring and summer bathrobe. Of course, yeah. Uh, Hey, Steve, play that clip. Alrighty. That makes absolutely no sense. Hey, just because we don't understand electricity doesn't mean we can't enjoy its benefits. But we do understand electricity. Every positively charged nucleus is... Cut it out. You're not a teacher anymore. Way to cheer me up, kid. (coughs) Look, Mrs. K, I'm a Simpson. And a Simpson never gives up until he's tried at least one easy thing. Let me help you. So did you write your dream on the index card of fate? Yes, but it still seems stupid. I want to own a muffin store. Great idea. Now, let's see. Break your dream down into smaller wishes, then break those down into wishable actions. Bart, this is starting to sound like one of those loony self-help books. Loony? Would a loony self-help book come with a magic question mark inside? Huh? 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 I love that. Is, uh... But it still seems stupid. Marsha Wallace is really good in this episode. She's always yeah. good, but like, it's nice to see her have a, a deep range of emotions. Yeah, they probably haven't had like any Edna-centric episodes in probably some time, really. Yeah. Well, we then cut to the grand opening of Edna's Edibles. 
uh, Mrs. K's new ed- uh, muffin shop. And so some trivia, Edna's Edibles was also the name uh, that Edna Garrett founded in Facts of Life. And it also feels like a real missed opportunity to me for a disappointed auto joke in the style of Stoner's Pot Palace or that we had last week with the needle exchange. Because I feel like, you know, Edna's Edibles sounds like a weed store, a weed store that I want to go to. Okay, well, you also think this is 2009. We didn't reference the term edibles i don't think you Probably would, not you would call it just yeah. hot brownies right because that was the one kind of edible except you knew that somewhere somebody made it with butter but you don't know what that means like i made weed butter I'm like i don't know what are you talking about is that when you put uh other drugs in it <laughs> uh no i think you actually like make a butter oh. with, with, with weed <laughs> Um, it was like some code word you were just telling me. No, no, it's it's an actual thing. I just don't know the magic behind it. I think you literally just cook. You like you you, you saute it, weed with right oh, with butter, with butter, yeah, and then you use that in your cooking. I guess that's that's all it is. But right. at the time, it it sounded like a magical hippie thing that I didn't know how to do. And now just, we don't need to know because we just have a good source to get whatever edibles we want. Exactly. Yay for that. Uh, so uh, Bart attributes Edna's success to the answer, and Edna thanks hard work and Bart Bart's uh, faith in her. She then notices an index of faith in Bart's back pocket, but the uh, young boy won't admit his dream, which is flame vision. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Miss K is certain the dream will come true, and Bart stares at a gas pump, hoping it'll blow up. That's messed up. I know. Uh, especially, like, it's interesting because last week we had a uh, gas pump blowing up, too. But, or, you guess, know, yeah, but yeah. that is such kid logic, though, or like... Oh, yeah. I want flame vision. Yeah, it'd be really cool. No, Steve, it wouldn't be cool. It'd be hot. Oh, yeah, you're right. It'd be very hot. Uh, so the day goes on and Bart uh, sticks around to help a customer. One cran brand for the flan man. My pleasure. What did he want? It's me. I just gave him a banana. Well, thanks again, Bart. This store has definitely turned my life around. Yep, I'm off the hook now. What do you mean by that? Well, I guess I can tell you, because everything worked out for the best. Everything? What everything? <laughs> well, it's funny, really. <laughs> I'm the one who put booze in your coffee and got you fired. <laughs> you did what? Please don't kill me. You ruined my life. It's your fault I have to work at this stupid muffin store. But this place was your dream. My real dream was to be a teacher, and you got me fired. Now I'm off to my eyeballs in debt with this stupid store, and four more muffin stores just opened on this block. I feel like there was a missed scene with the beginning with Flanders, like asking for the what oat brand muffin or, or what was he? He was asking for a cranberry, cranberry, right. muffin. cranberry yeah. muffin. And, uh, you know, Bart just says, I just gave him a banana. Like there should have been a scene outside where like, cause you know, Ned Flanders is the type that probably wouldn't send something back. So he's like, Oh, this isn't what I ordered. Oh, but Nettie, this is healthier for you. You know, yeah, I can see but, that. But then he's like, "All right, but I paid eight dollars for a banana." <laughs> or like that. maybe maybe the scene prior, he's like he's leaving a a, a doctor appointment with uh, Doctor Hibbert, and like, oh, the test re- results back. You need more brand in your diet, and you're deathly allergic to bananas. <laughs> because you know he's not the type that would uh, return the uh... yeah. He just so, take it. How dumb is Bart when he's like doesn't know what oat cran- or you know cran uh, brand? It's pretty self explanatory. Right. You fucking idiot, Bart. <laughs> Dumb Bart. I mean, he he's working there with Edna, so he sees all of what she's making. Right, and there can be what like eight varieties of muffin there. Yeah, Steve, are you a muffin man? Nope, I am uh, mediocre in muffins. Yeah, it's too uh, cakey. I were, I mean, that's all it is. Let's just stop beating around the bush. It's cake. Right. 
a pancake. I will say that, like Mr. Flanders, I do enjoy a bran muffin from time to time. Melted with, with some uh, melted butter, that's tasty, but that's more savory. I don't like the sweet muffins. You know, it's, it's a cupcake. I guess the only time muffins sounded fun is uh, the Seinfeld top of the muffin. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's true. That's the best part anyways. The muffin top. <laughs> Um, but speaking of top of the muffin to you, they also have some joke store muffins, such as Muff said, our crumbs keep on muffin, HR muffin stuff, and Muff Mart 5,000 square feet of nothing but muff. And coming soon, a muffin store. Hey, these could all be uh sex shops, too. That's true. Steve, you have a muffin pun store that they missed out on, huh? Muffin but trouble. <laughs> All right, well, Bart is confused because and Edna has found the answer. Mrs. K rips the book from Bart's hands and throws it into a mixer, but Bart's upset because he had written a phone number in there. Aww. Whose phone number was like some lady hitting on Bart at the yeah. muffin store? <laughs> like, here's my number, Bart. Oh, yeah. And also he has a cell phone. Why didn't he just put the number in his cell phone? Yeah. God, Bart's an idiot in this episode. Stupid Bart. Yeah. Um, uh, Mrs. Krabobble takes a breath and states, no matter what Bart has done, she always thought there was a spark of decency in him, but she was wrong. Oh. Yeah, she never thought she would say this to a child, but Bart is bad on the inside. And this leaves a uh, little Bart there shocked. And uh, at home, Bart looks to his father for some support. Dad, am I bad on the inside? No, but the layers of bad on your surface go almost all the way to the center. But you think there's like a kernel of good inside me, right? Mm, I don't know. Kernels are kind of big. Oh, listen, I was thinking. If someone did a really bad thing to one teacher and then did the same bad thing to another teacher to get the first teacher her job back, would it be okay? When you say teacher, do you really mean parent? No, I mean teacher. Great. Go nuts. But remember, we never had this discussion. What discussion? The one we just had about you doing bad things, you stupid kid. Oh. I love uh, a father calling this on a stupid kid. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. In Homer's mind, then, does he want Bart to do something bad to Marge? I think that's what he's implying. Okay, just making sure. All right, well, the next day at Springfield Elementary, Bart uses Ned Flanders' expired Visa card to break into the fourth grade classroom. The plan is to uh, spike Mr. Vaughn's Blue Bronco energy drink, trademark, with the same booze in the uh, crusty thermos, trademark, um, that costs Edna her job. But Bart hesitates. He can't do it. And then Principal Skippiner's office, he confesses to everything. <gasps> so you see, it was my fault. I got Mrs. Krabappel drunk. And then I was going to do the same thing to Zach, but I decided it was better to just tell the truth. Bart, you deserve a reward for telling the truth. And that reward will be in the form of a severe punishment. Doesn't matter, as long as Edna gets her job back. Sorry, Bart, but I can't just get rid of a teacher if he's doing a good job, or an adequate job, or just shows up and doesn't touch anyone. I hate children! I hate children! Children suck! Children suck! What the faculty lounge talk out in the halls? Who do I hate? I hate children! I hate children! You and you and you and you and you! You are wasting your lives! Hillary Swank didn't graduate high school. She won two Oscars, and one of them she deserved. Bart, you said you didn't get him drunk. I didn't! I swear! No, he's right. I mixed a little vodka in with my blue Bronco. Does anybody else want to ride the Indigo Pony? Now that looks like Craig from 2005. <laughs> but that's also you singing. <laughs> that's all, yeah. 
<laughs> I do hate children. Children do suck. Yeah. But I like how uh, uh, Flanders or Flanders Skinner calls it uh, faculty room talk. That's what all the teachers say. Yeah. Real quick. Can we have a real a debate? Sure. Okay. So he says uh, Hillary Swank won uh, two Academy Awards or one that she deserved. So the two that she won for was uh, Million Dollar Baby and Boys Don't Cry. So which one does she deserve, Steve? Okay. So going into this, you need to know one thing. I, I have seen neither of these movies. Me either. Um, but I know of them. Me too. And I, I, I feel, and my first thought was Boys Don't Cry is the Oscar-deserving one. Now, here's who she beat out. She beat out American uh, Beauty's Annette Benning. Okay. <laughs> I almost called her American Benning. <laughs> uh, uh, Janet McTeer in Tumbleweeds. I don't even know what that movie is. That hit film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julianne Moore from The End of the Affair. Uh-huh. And... Uh, some i never heard this name meryl streep huh? uh, music of the heart the only one i saw of those was actually uh, american beauty so uh i i probably would have voted for julianne moore yeah i mean i don't when i think of american beauty i don't think of annette benning i think of a uh, plastic bag <laughs> he still has a name steve oh sorry i'm trying to think of any other actor yeah. um, anyway so then we do million dollar baby in that year she won oddly enough uh, annette benning was also nominated that year for being julia wow uh, yeah Catalina uh, Sandino Marino, Maria Full of Grace. I, I remember that movie. I didn't see it. I just remember that title. Um, Emilda Staunton, Vera Drake, and Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine. That's the one she deserved, I think, because she put herself into a lot of uh, training, you know, with Clint Eastwood and boxing. So I think that's the one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to disagree with you just for fun. Uh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so Martin agrees to ride the indigo pony if there's some extra credit involved. And the uh, newly inebriated teacher tells Martin that uh, he'll be eaten alive at Caltech. Uh, Martin will later call uh, Nelson's penis the indigo pony. <laughs> Go ahead and ride it. Uh, he then goes on to sing a song. Right, it, Sullivan. <laughs> he goes on to write a song about the school being a prison and all the kids being screwed, figuratively. <laughs> kids and vodka. Yow! Steve, I have you isolated now to say kids and vodka yow in a very... <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Kids and vodka yow. Ugh. I hate children. Children <laughs> suck. Children suck. Children suck. Nope, nope. Stop. Let's take uh, care of. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Selman, on Twitter, he said that the episode title was widely and wrongly assumed to be a simple play on the words uh, where the Z referred to Bart's new teacher being named Zachary. Uh, and uh, in the fact, the title was devised during an early script where Zach's meltdown started with him uh, giving all of the students Zs for their grades because he was uh, drunk. And uh, even after it was decided to present Zach's meltdown differently, everyone liked the title and kept it anyway. Wow. You know what, Craig? Yeah. I want to give you some Zs because that trip view was so boring yeah uh how about this instead groundskeeper willie takes zach away saying it's uh always the good ones that go crazy the fastest uh mr vaughn screams that the school is a glorified hamster wheel run by incompetent bureaucrats who will get you through a test but you will fail the test of life principal skinner has uh, just a technique to solve this outburst Children, fingers in your ears and make the la la sound. La 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 Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. Well, class, I gotta say I'm glad to be back. And there's no hard feelings? Nope. Now everyone enjoy one of my yummy muffins. But it's stale. Eat the muffin. 
A simple school teacher found fulfillment in muffin-based revenge, all thanks to the answer. All right. Things are wrapped up and done. <laughs> That's right. As uh, Santa, Barry Bonds, and Charlemagne look on the newly reinstated Mrs. Grabapple, credits roll in a golden script font, much like the answer. And that's our episode. All right. And much like the uh, answer is we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Steve, we're back. Let's finish up this week's talk about this episode of The Simpsons, which of course is Bart gets a Z or Bart gets a Z anywhere else in the world. All right. How about uh, our favorite uh, shirt or tattoo? You know, something like that. Or and our favorite quotes and jokes. Mm-hmm. Maybe MVJ. Anyway, Steve, uh, from this episode, what do you want to get uh, branded? Um, well, I have a couple of ideas. So we can get a tattoo with uh, Maggie with a got hat. I think that would be cute on your arm. And it's just like, uh, take back America. Or <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with Texas. Right. Also, Homer naked with the uh, garden hose with the same right. text. Don't fuck with Texas. <laughs> yeah. So all these would just be just don't fuck with Texas. <laughs> yeah. Not even. We're beyond mess. <laughs> And then I, I think I'm going to go with this. Uh, it's going to be a T-shirt um, with the Daily Fourth Gradient and showing <laughs> drunken Edna uh, revealing the size of Principal's Wang. That is uh, what I wanted on a T-shirt, too. Yeah, it's a good one. I think I kind of alluded to that in the uh, episode. Yeah, I also like uh, Bart's drawing of his last birthday. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a fun tattoo. Yeah, I, that's what I'm going with, too. I guess we could get an employee shirt that's uh, Edna's edibles. That's true. Anyways, but uh, what about your We're... favorite yuck yuck? Or My, uh, mm, haha, yuck yucks. Speaking of uh, <laughs> uh, muffins, yuck yuck. <laughs> That's right, because they're gross, gross. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Nelson might be my MVJ. Um, wow, we're two for two on this podcast. Yeah. That was my MVJ, too. He had some great lines. Yeah, the one that uh, really put him over the edge for me was um, Bart saying, you know, my dad is a lot more fun after a few beers. Maybe Miss K would be nicer if we Irish up her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then him saying, put blood in it. <laughs> yep. That's a. Uh, that's my favorite line. I did like uh, Victor Von Vaughn's uh, or Zach Vaughn's uh, anti-kid sentiments towards the end about kids sucking, but uh, I think Nelson's my guy. I mean, runner-up besides Mr. Vaughn, maybe Marge. Yeah, that that line <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah, uh, and but really too, like Edna uh, Marshall Wallace's performance was great. Oh yeah. Oh, let's just get into it then. All righty. Um, I would say that I think that this is a the idea of this episode is amazing and the shell of it is great. Edna's performance and like the way that they balance Edna being so depressed, but also uh I don't know, they they played it really well. I like the intro, a day in her life, and then we move on and see how it interacts with the rest of the kids. And yeah, I thought that it was it was pretty funny. So I've talked about this before, but my wife, Laura, she, my wife, my wife, uh, she does, she's not as big of a Simpsons fan as you or I are, Craig, but she does like it. But when she watches a newer episode, she's really taken out of it when they are too topical or too much uh, in the moment for the time that it aired. And I think that this episode kind of suffers from that um, because I was a little taken out of it because of the, the cell phones. And it's not necessarily their fault, but I just kept on thinking about like the old technology and where we're at now. And it kind of distracted me. That's the equivalent point though. I think that my weakest part of the episode is actually uh, Zach Vaughn himself. Uh, we talked about how it could have been a guest star and I think that would have worked, but I just don't think he was a flesh out enough character where 
he just didn't have much going on. Like he was a young principal who's pro cell phones. And then he got drunk one time and then he hated kids. And that that's like his whole story. And I feel like he could have had a richer character point, but I, and that just kind of made it the episode a little weak for me. That being said though, I did enjoy it. I didn't hate it. I don't think it's the most important episode, but I think that it is good. I think it's conceptually better than it actually is an execution. That being said, I think that you should watch it. I think the saga of Edna Krabappel is interesting. And yeah, this uh, just highlighted how good Marshall Wallace is playing uh, Edna Krabappel and that makes up for a lot. A mix up for a lot. So uh, we mentioned uh, Brooke Shields and she and Chris Henshi have been married since 2001, which means that April 4th, they celebrated their 20th wedding anniversary. So out of 20, I'm going to give this a 13. 13, 13. 20. I agree with you this episode. I don't think I, you're right. The concept was good. And I think that the, the, I, I feel like the teacher part might have been like, you're right. Maybe it was like fleshed out for like a bigger role. Are there, maybe not like, cause you don't know what side you're like rooting for him on. Right. Yeah. Like you want him gone, but he's also like really nice to Homer and Homer gets gratitude from him and the kids are actually learning. Yeah. You know, because it's the way, you know, the, the modern way or, you know, this teacher is. So you almost feel like he is good. So I think what happened is like they made a good character and they're like, OK, we need to get rid of him somehow. Just, oh, he's just drunk. That's true. Maybe they just, uh, yeah, maybe they used him too quickly. You know, they they probably also didn't want to do like, OK, so it's going to be another Springfield resident that we were, you know, like they did before with like Flanders, you know, mm-hmm. or um, Marge. <laughs> I guess you just need to have that character to to kill off. Essentially, that's it. They, he was a redshirt one-off character. Yeah, but it looks like they put a lot of time in like drawing a character. You know, a new character. Yeah, he's fairly well fleshed out as a design, if not but, as a person. Yeah, would you want to see this character appear again in The Simpsons? I don't know. I mean, I don't dislike him, but I just don't know that he could carry a whole yeah episode <laughs> series. <laughs> oh, that's what Matt Thelman was was creating. He's like Hank. That's a great character for you. His name is Zach. He's going to be a backdoor pilot. Yeah. And you'll be the star. Yeah. Everyone was saying, Hank, the star of Zach. And then he didn't get the show and he did. Uh, what's that show? Uh, he's the announcer. The uh, You know, it's on IFC or was. He's the baseball oh. announcer. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the the more. Uh, fuck. Love more. No. Fuck more. Uh, Rick more. No. <laughs> Hung is it hung? No, that's a different. Movie. I want to say Bosch, but I know that's wrong. No, what's the what's the one where he's a shrink? Nope. Uh, Hank Azaria TV show, <laughs> Simpsons. Yeah, oh, that's it. He, he's on the Simpsons. I'm sorry, Herman's head. Yeah, Herman's head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was googling. I, that's what it is. Yeah. I was googling uh, Hank Azaria TV show, but instead I wrote just as finally Hank Azaria TV show Simpson. <laughs> And the Simpsons came up. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. The Google's doing its job. Uh, yeah. Brockmore is the one that you're thinking of. Yeah. Brockmore. Never saw it. Uh, me neither. All right. Well, uh, oh, yeah. Here's my rating. Uh, did I say I like this episode? <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe. I think I, well, I agree with you on a lot of the things with the, the character. Um, Like, you know, that trilogy, of, we'll, we're calling the trilogy of Bart gets people fired. I This is like the third of, uh, in my opinion, like yeah. of those three episodes, like this is definitely the weakest, but it's still a decent episode. I don't think my, the yuck yucks out loud were as much as like some classic Simpsons. That's a very good it, point. You know, it's perfectly cromulent. I think if you miss Edna Krabappel as a fan or hearing Marsha's Marsha Wallace's voice. Uh, this is definitely an episode to, to watch, but you know, you, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I didn't like it as much as you. I don't know. 
Yeah, we could disagree. I just thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I think that Marsha did a lot of the heavy lifting for this episode. And I and think it's totally fair of you to dislike this one. I'm not saying I don't like it. I mean, if it comes up, I might skip it. Yeah. You know? If it's on TV, I'm like, I don't even watch this. But I don't know. It's fine. Um, well, the kids are good in there. I think it's just the lack of Marge. You got me down, Steve. I think that's a fair point. All right. Well, the, the teacher, Zach... Uh, he said he went to Tufts College, right? Tufts University. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was founded in uh, 1852. 1852. So out of 1,852, I'll give this episode uh, uh, 13, 13. 13, 13? Yeah. All righty. That's, uh, that's a pretty good score. That's uh, 70%. That takes my uh, 65% and offset up by five. <laughs> so I liked it better yeah. than you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's find out if we will agree or disagree next week when we find out what we're watching and to do that we're gonna need that good old wheel of random let's give it a spin to see what season we're in season 18 season 18 Alrighty, let's give that wheel another spin to see which episode we are watching Episode 5. Season 18, Episode 5. Why, that's G.I. Annoyed Grunt. What happens, Craig? Homer falls prey to army recruits and lands in basic training uh, after infiltrating his hard-nosed colonel, guest star Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Homer is put in charge of war games. Hmm. Is this the one? He's in the army, but... You're thinking of the Navy episode, aren't (laughs) you? So he's already been in the Navy. Where they played war games. Right. I was going to say, I remember this episode, but now I'm thinking of... Uh, it, it ends with him saying it's my first day yeah. in all the languages. And then he goes to the penguins and goes squawk, squawk, squawk. And they, they laugh Wait, and they fly away. Did we do that episode? I don't know if we can, actually. That might be uh, preseason oh, 10. I like that joke of... Uh... Homer, Yeah. <laughs> what do we need? Peas. <laughs> and how do we get them? With a knife. With a knife. Sparkle, sparkle. Uh, but yeah, do you remember this one when he's in the army? Kind of... I don't know. It's so funny. We're watching an episode. We just reviewed an episode where the Simpsons did it already with Bart firing a faculty member from Springfield Elementary. And this episode, the next one we're watching, literally the same thing. It's like, well, uh, it's written by Daniel Chun, uh, directed by Nancy Cruz. They were just like, uh, Daniel Chun was like, well, Homer's been in the uh, Navy. How about the Army? (laughs) And uh, here it is. So I'm looking forward to to watching it. It originally aired on November 12th, 2006. I know someone who watched this the day after their birthday. That's right. I was eating cake and looking at my presents and being like, yay, the Simpsons. So this was 2006. Um, your presents. 25, 26, uh, 26. You were probably vomiting. You were probably hungover. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, hey, how about... Uh, how about go to our T Public site, which is tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grunt boys for a merch. Hopefully it's not taken down. Yeah, get it um, while you can. Yeah. And you can also contact us on social media like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 138Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite pod catching app and leave five stars or the equivalent and write a view a review, but it doesn't need to be an actual review. You can ask us a question. You can and, uh, you know, actually review us, or you can give us your favorite muffin recipes. All right. For this week, I've been half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been your other half annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Remember, keep reaching the skis. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You've been-
be the daddy.